the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're listening to Pure Opelka. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. It is the second hour of today's Pure Opelka. Glad you are here. We are knee-deep in a, um, I guess this is a story, a story, a horror story. <laughs> We're telling scary stories. Look, uh, I know I'm going to get some heat from some of you. I know there are going to be some of you who say, why are you so anti-police? I- I'm not anti-police. I am pro-Constitution. I want us to have protections as as good law-abiding citizens we deserve every single protection in that constitution so when i hear the story the story of the hearts this couple who actually came out of the cia these are people who never smoked pot themselves and had their lives torn apart and torn up in a in a horribly executed and horribly designed and conceived raid on their home. These were sloppy cops. This was a bad idea. And I'm sure it was all about the excitement of participating in a coordinated effort to try and catch people who had grow operations in their homes. I've known people who had grown out, grow operations in their homes. I didn't know it till after they were arrested, but there were people on Long Island People who were working as teachers who decided to supplement their income by having a a marijuana grow operation in their home. And they got to be so good at it that they bought the house next to them in order to expand. And the only way the county caught them and the police caught them was their, their electric bill was about 40 times higher than anyone else in the neighborhood. And someone went, something's wrong. And they'd go by the house at night and it was glowing from all the grow lights that were inside the house and the water use was 20 times what normally would happen. And so in that case, they had evidence. They had evidence required that that would give you probable cause to search the property. But in the case of the Kansas City couple with two kids who had their home torn apart by the police, who had their lives turned upside down, who had the kids and the and now the, the husband and the wife are having trouble sleeping because of this. Completely innocent. And when they got mad and sued, their case was initially thrown out of court. But in fact, just this week, a three-judge panel ruled against the state and said, this goes back to district court. It was a 100-page decision, as I said pushing back hard against the claim the officers were immune. The case really, really is is a Fourth Amendment case. And Judge Lucero, one of the three, wrote in his opinion, the Fourth Amendment does not condone this conduct, and neither do I. The judge went after the department's claim of probable cause for the raid after they allegedly got a positive field test from what they found in the garbage that they pulled, not once, but twice. Twice. 
They were tea leaves, and the cops claimed, oh, they tested positive for pot, but guess what? Nobody saved the sample, so you couldn't back up your information. And the officers apparently willfully ignored directions to submit any presumed results to a lab. See, it was a field test that they were basing all of this on. A field test and the fact that the Hart's minivan stopped at the hydroponic gardening shop and their license plate was captured. Five years after the raid, they're finally going to get their day in court, it appears. Finally. Now, again, you have two people who worked for the CIA. Two people who actually served this country. And now they're caught up in this Bob said, Bob Hart said, the Fourth Amendment was not there when we needed it. And, and we want to restore that. We want to make sure that the Fourth Amendment is there for future generations so people can feel secure in their pe- person, in their papers, in their houses and their effects against unreasonable searches and seizures. I hope they get, do well with this. And you know what? Someone's going to say, well, Mike, what about, what about those criminals who are going to go free because the cops don't have the latitude to do this? You have to protect the innocent first. We have to make sure that the innocent is protected first. This goes back to what we talked about the other day with the facial recognition and the NSA grabbing all of this stuff off phones. But this is down to the granular level on the individual person and their rights to be safe and secure in their home from unreasonable searches and seizures. I will keep you posted on the Hart case. I am, I'm hoping to get the Hearts on the phone with us, because I think this is an important enough story. But imagine, an innocent hydroponic tomato garden ends up having your life turned upside down, and then the government says, oh, sorry. No, I, I don't think that that's how it works. I don't think that's quite how this deal works. So I do hope they get their day in court. And I hope, I hope they get justice. Sorry, I got a, that was a, a rather protracted story, wasn't it? I went out just to kind of talk about the Fourth Amendment. and It went on for quite a while. I think it's a really important story. I, I think it's a, a very important story for us. Look, the men and women of law enforcement get all of my support. Until you behave badly. And it's just a teeny tiny piece of law enforcement that does this stuff. A minuscule. But you know what? You can't protect that. The Fourth Amendment, the the entire Constitution has to be the operating manual. We've said that forever. So I, I do hope this straightens out. I hope it straightens out quickly. All right, I got to I got to shift gears. Uh, I want to get you involved today, please. I'd love to hear from you on both the uh, the conversation about the president's phone calls and whether or not he lied about those phone calls. How do you feel about that? What do you think is uh, is important there? Do you really do you do you believe the president or do you think it's okay for him to tell these little white lies about the phone calls he did not get from the Mexican leader? from the leaders of the Boy Scouts. Is that okay? Are you all right with that? 
And on the other one, the real lifestyle question of today, today's true vital question. When we were kids and we were outside, and I will tell you, I still do it today. When I go outside and I'm working in the garden and it's hot like it's going to be today, and I know I have to get to that section of the yard where the weeds are starting to take over again and get those weeds out of the rhododendrons, it gets hot. So I will frequently grab the, the hose and take the, the uh, spray handle off the end and, and get a quick drink right from the hose. And that's today's vital question. It's on Twitter. Should you drink out of the garden hose? The Cleveland Clinic says, no, we shouldn't do that. A doctor at the Cleveland Clinic has said There's, there are problems. There are problems with uh, drinking out of the hose. And some of it has to do with what the hose is made of, which I didn't even think about that, but apparently that's a big deal. There's a problem with the hoses. So um, where do you stand on it? Are you going to con- continue drinking out of the hose? <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's important for us to investigate into this. The guy who, who gave us this information is Dr. Dan Allen from the Cleveland Clinic. Dan uh, answered that question and posted his video on the YouTubes. Probably the biggest risk is some of the chemicals that are in the water itself. Um, Many garden hoses are not made for drinking water, and so they will release lead. They will release different chemicals in the plastics, much like a lot of the plastics that have been banned in kids' products. Wait a minute. What? So the garden hoses that we have are not designed to allow us to use them in the garden? If they're going to be putting lead out, as the doctor said... Does that mean we're now putting lead back into the ground? Is that smart? Who's in charge here? I I just, I would love to understand this further. And uh, we've asked the Cleveland Clinic to go deeper on this. But for right now, the Cleveland Clinic is telling us it's probably a, a better idea to stop drinking water out of the hose. Now, look, I, I've gotten up. And, and had water from the hose since I was old enough to walk and learn how to turn on the hose. And I appear to be fine, don't I? I'm not drinking out of the hose every day. It's not my main source of water. But I have to wonder, why are we letting products that will leach lead into whatever comes out of them into our system? Why? Why? I wonder. I really do wonder. And I want to know from you. That's why today's vital question is all about drinking from the garden hose. Currently, 18% of you say we should stop drinking from the hose. 73% say keep on drinking from the hose. And 9% of you just conflicted. You just don't know. You just don't. You just aren't able to come up with an answer. Now, Andy Courier said, uh, like I did, we've all done it and we all lived. Donna says, garden hose water tastes better. Mike P. said, that was the only water I drank when I was a kid. Where did you live that you only drank water from the garden hose? And Land Phil, who is uh, IR8 Patriot, says, uh, I can't even drink the faucet water due to high levels of arsenic in the water supply. 
That's not good. What do, you, do you live in Flint? And the hundredth level of mystic says the hose, the garden hose in Texas summer that would burn your lips off. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty much here, too. If you go out and the hose has been laying in the sun for a couple hours and you turn it on and, and try and touch that water right away, you are getting scorched right then and there. So it's a good idea to let a little water run out. And maybe that if you let it run for a while, maybe it'll run the lead out or is the lead constantly going out. Our good friend, Stacy Rippey, Stacy the Duchess, or are we allowed to call Stacy Ducky right now because she's a duchess? Uh, Stacy the Duchess has said, what contaminants have been found in your tap water? Plug in the zip code and you will see. Now, this is a real interesting, interesting link that Stacy has given us, and I'm going to uh, retweet it because I think you will be surprised what may or may not have been found in your local tap water. And some people don't drink tap water. I have friends who have not used tap water in forever and ever and ever. But do you use the same water in your shower? I would think so. And what about a bath? Are you soaking in that same bunch of pollutants? If you want to see what it is, I am retweeting it as we speak. Thank you, Duchess. We appreciate you sharing that information with us. I'm stepping aside. When we get back, uh, we'll spin the wheel of topics. I have a couple things I need to get to today, including, including the fact that um, there is a new, a new place for uh, snowflakes and progressives in the world of entertainment. Yeah, that's right. There are snowflakes and progressives reportedly entering the world of entertainment. Whatever could he mean? I'll share it with you next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. I got a, uh, a message today from a friend of mine who listened to me about Relief Factor. He started taking it 10 days ago. And uh, he's very excited. He's very excited because it appears that the high quality fish oil, the essential nutrients... The stuff that makes up physician-made relief factor is working for my buddy. And I told him it took me eight days because I'm an overachiever and 10 days for him. Yeah, he's a little slower. And uh, he was skeptical at first. He was skeptical at first, and he's a guy who's, who's had trouble with his back. He's had, he's had his back thrown out. He's had multiple visits to the chiropractor, and he was put on a regimen of of things that I won't take. And he said, I just want to, I just want to be able to get my life back and not feel like a darted rhino. And I'd never heard that term before, a darted rhino. So I actually um, turned him on to Relief Factor and he did what many of you have done. He went to relieffactor.com. He ordered the three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, which is less than a cup of coffee a day. 
And uh, he's taking it three times a day, as am I. So I, I love hearing that it's working for people. Now, Relief Factor works for, uh, we believe, based on the reorders, 80%. Because 80% of the people who buy the Quick Start Pack buy it again. And I don't think you buy it if it's not working. Why would you do that? It works for me. And I'm amazed at how I feel now. And I'm very happy that uh, I'll be able to start playing golf in the mornings these days, too. So things are good. Things are very good. So check out relieffactor.com. Go there. Go to relieffactor.com or pick up the phone and call 800-500-8384. 800-500-8384. As I mentioned earlier, we've got the vital question of the day. It's up. You can answer whether or not you think it's a good idea that, that we're going to drink out of the, water, out of the uh, garden hose or not. But I also want to talk about this, um, this crazy story that I think, I think it's fair to say that the world wrestling entertainment sometimes mirrors what's going on in popular culture. I remember during, during the era of the Soviet Union, there were characters in the World Wrestling Federation who were, who were like the, uh, the, there was a Russian guy who would stand up and sing the Russian national anthem, but I don't think it was the Russian national anthem. Uh, it turns out that uh, when we looked into it, he really wasn't Russian. He was a butcher from Louisiana, but he was playing the role of, a, of an evil guy, a character who, who claimed he was from Russia. I think it was, was it Nikolai Volkov or Ivan Cole? I think it was Nikolai Volkov. And he'd come out wearing the Russian hat and he'd, he'd stand and salute the, the flag of Mother Russia while they played some song, some weird song. But wrestling has a way of figuring out who are the villains in the lives of its, of its core demo. And they've got a new character, which I predict is going to make it to the big leagues. It's a character uh, who, who is a villain because, you know, that's how you make it into the, into the arena. You come in as a villain and you are, you are then booed and people, people think you're the bad guy and they're outraged by your presence in every town. And the bad guys give the crowd something to root against. And they usually are, are committing cheap shots. You know, they'll pull a chair up when the ref isn't looking and hit somebody over the head. And they're the heel, you know, the one who, who taunts the good guys, who taunts the American patriots. Well, there's a new character, a new character who, uh, who is about to break into the world of professional wrestling. A six-foot, five-inch-tall grappler who said he came about this character while making some interesting remarks. I'm predicting that this this new wrestling character, who I think I think is going to make it to the big stage right now, he's just performing on the regional smaller stages. I predict this guy is going to go huge, going to go national, and when I explain the character to you, you're going to go, absolutely, I completely get it. You're so right. Who's the character? Why is he evil? Well, you got to come back right after the break.
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We were um, in the break talking about, and before the break, talking about how sometimes art imitates life, and sometimes life imitates art. Well, in the case of the World Wrestling Entertainment, that corporation, it's not a sport. Those among you who think that wrestling is a sport, you need to stop now. It's <laughs> wrestling is entertainment. It is scripted. The only time people get hurt is when there's an accident. So cut it out. Trust me. I know this. I come from a long line of wrestling fans. My dad's mother used to go to the Chicago auditorium and watch gorgeous George wrestle. She and her girlfriends would go on a Friday night when wrestling was in town and they would swoon as gorgeous George entered the squared circle. When grandma Opelka passed away in clearing out her, her personal effects from her little bitty condo in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, we found a lock of hair in an envelope from Gorgeous George from one of those adventures earlier in her life as a young married lady in Chicago. It's been entertainment forever. It's still entertainment. It, it, at one time, I think it probably still is a billion-dollar industry. And, uh, well, you know the stories. They're legend. I have no idea who the big, the big wrestlers are these days. But I do know that uh, wrestling pays attention to trends. Wrestling pays attention to popular opinion, as I mentioned in the 80s when Nikolai Volkov was in the squared circle pretending to be a Russian man. <laughs> and he really was a butcher from Louisiana, according to the stories I had heard. That uh, this was wrestling trying to Understand that they needed good and evil in that ring. People needed to cheer for the good guys and root against the bad guys. And that's part of what made the show. So now comes a report that uh, wrestling is about to get a new, a new villain. Possibly one of the most despised villains ever to enter the squared circle. The boos will swell from the crowd as as the outrage will boil over in every town as this bad guy comes into the ring. This bad guy wearing not the typical wrestling singlet that they all wear, the embarrassing piece of clothing that looks more like Borat's bathing suit. He doesn't wear all that. He's got, he's got the, uh, the, the swimsuit-like bottom on. But he frequently enters the ring wearing a, an oversized T-shirt emblazoned with pictures, smiling pictures of Hillary Clinton. 
Yes. The newest, the newest villain in the world of professional wrestling is the progressive liberal, as he's being called. The progressive liberal. I have to give credit where it's due. Daniel Harnsberger is the guy behind the progressive liberal. He lives in Kentucky. He lives in Kentucky and competes. If you can put air quotes around competes, that would be good. He, puts, uh, he competes in the Appalachian Mountain Wrestling Circuit. Not exactly the nationwide WWE. But I'm betting you, I'm betting you this is going to be the next big character. Now, he's not really playing this character, at least the, the spirit of the progressive liberal. Dan, who is 37 years old, is, is a liberal in real life. He tells the press, quote, I do lean far left. I want to upset people. Well, you're doing a good job. He's a real estate agent out of Virginia. And he's been angering crowds, <laughs> claiming to be from Washington, D.C. He stands six foot five. And he's been fooling around with this idea for a while. And uh, one night, he heard the angry response. And you know, when they start booing you and deciding that you're the worst thing ever to enter the ring, boy, that's the time to jump on it. So, <laughs> the progressive liberal, Daniel Harnsberger. You can't go into the ring and say, I'm Daniel Harnsberger. But if you go into the ring wearing a a shirt with a bunch of pictures of a smiling Hillary Clinton and across the back of your wrestling trunks in big bright letters it reads progressive liberal. <laughs> you know you're going to get, you've got, it's a home run. Let's just put it that way. He has a, a signature finishing move. <laughs> He's not doing the sleeper hold. No, this this uh, this snowflake off the top rope, as he calls himself, snowflake coming off the top rope. He uh, comes in to crush the right winger's hopes. He calls his move the liberal agenda. <laughs> oh, I'm betting you, Vince McMahon, somebody in the wrestling world has got to see this and say they got to give this guy a tryout. I'm betting you're going to see this guy, the snowflake or... Or you put the progressive liberal and then a couple of a couple of guys with hipster haircuts and man buns need to come in as a tag team of the of the snowflakes, the enraged snowflakes. They'd go up against the British Bulldogs or whichever. I don't know. Again, I've been out of the wrestling world in terms of awareness since the Hulk Hogan days. And when it was when he wasn't when he actually had hair way back when. When he was talking about his little Hulkamaniacs. So, um, the, you know, we should, we should post this. We should try and post this on the dot com. The pictures of Daniel Harnsberger and the, uh, the Hillary shirt. It's too funny. And the snowflake off the top rope. Kentucky for Kentucky. The, one, the funny thing is the guy's into it. The funny thing is this guy really does appear to walk the walk and talk the talk. He, he is a liberal at heart. So uh, I, any of you who have seen this guy, if you've seen him anywhere, I would love to hear additional stories on it. If there's any other news uh, to me, this would be just beautiful. 
So there it is. The crippling agenda of the progressive liberal coming to a squared circle near you soon. Michael Pelka on Puro Pelka. We do have a vital question of the day. It's live. It's hot. It's smoking hot, as a matter of fact. And I do want to know. I really do want to know. Are you still drinking out of the hose? And is it okay to drink out of the hose? Currently, 75% of you say, I'm going to keep drinking out of the hose, the garden hose. 17% say, I'm stopping. And 8% can't figure it out. We'll get into uh, more news from the day. Because speaking of, of wrestling, there is big news out there today saying that Kid Rock is not the only bold face type name looking ahead to a possible career in politics. Kid Rock has competition. I'll share with you some of the big names and some of the reasons why we believe this could happen next on Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. We are uh, we're we're talking about the fact just a minute ago. We were talking about the fact that this uh, this guy in Kentucky, I think, has stumbled into something. He's going to be the progressive liberal wrestler character, evil character, and that reminded me that uh, show business and entertainment are taking on a new role in politics. As a matter of fact, it looks like. It looks like we're crossing the streams, if you will. It looks like show business and politics are finally coming back. You know, we did have Ronald Reagan, who was an actor and then ran the uh, Screen Actors Guild before he ran uh, the the governorship. He, He ran and won as governor of California and then ultimately the presidency. So it it's no. No new concept that an entertainer or someone outside of politics can enter the political arena and be successful as evidenced by President Trump. But lately we've heard rumblings, you know, and over the years we've heard rumblings from all sorts of people from Hollywood and sometimes from the business world saying, well, you know, I might run for office. I might, uh, maybe I should do a, a, a job there in Washington, D.C. And I think most of them don't want the pay cut. Most of them don't want the intrusion into their lives. Because once you reach a certain level of celebrity and stardom, once you are an A-plus lister, you can expect to have a certain amount of uh, privacy that the regular celebrities don't get. So I wonder what the reality is. And I'm looking around and I'm seeing... The surveys that show Kid Rock in Michigan and a possible 2018 run for the Senate appears to be gaining some momentum. He's certainly the leading candidate right now, leading candidate among the GOP. And in many ways and in many demographics, you're seeing Kid Rock give uh, Debbie Stabney now uh, a run for her money. And this is scaring the hell out of the Democrats. But it's also giving some Democrats uh, a reason to pause and say, wait a minute. 
maybe it's my turn. Maybe it's my turn. Maybe I should be running for the public office. And uh, I'm just thinking. Now, much has been made of late that Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook might be jumping into consider 2020. Zuckerberg would be, he's old enough. He's got enough money to where he could probably sell everything he has in Facebook and be set for the rest of his life. And if he wanted to be president, you know there's a certain bunch of millennials who would think he invented the Facebook. Maybe he could reinvent the country. And I'm not convinced. I don't know enough about Mark Zuckerberg. I know he's a liberal. He just hired one of Hillary Clinton's uh, former lieutenants. And that's given people a lot, of, a lot of reason to pause and go, wait, wait a minute, he hired who, what? Yeah, he hired one of Hillary's lieutenants. Going forward, that could be a sign that Zuckerberg is, is starting to dip his toe into the waters. We've also heard Mark Cuban rattling around and thinking he might want to run for president. At the end of the day, I think Mark Cuban doesn't run for the White House because I don't think I, I think he's less under control than Donald Trump, even though he's kind of a foil for Donald Trump on many levels. But it, Mark Cuban, maybe. And what about Dwayne The Rock Johnson? We, he, we keep hearing that Dwayne The Rock Johnson or just The Rock for you could get it done. He certainly would be an imposing figure on the stage, right? I think so. I think he could be. Those are the big four, but I also will tell you, and you know, someone just sent me a direct message. Uh, yes, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot about Clint Eastwood as mayor of Carmel. I don't know if that really counts. And I also didn't count Gopher from uh, the love boat who was in Congress, Fred Grandy, for a while. No, I didn't count that. But yeah, entertainers have, have entertained careers in politics for a while now. But these are some of the big names. When you're talking about the president and senators, you're talking about a much more powerful position. Let's face it, there's 435 congressmen and there's only 100 senators. So um, who else is out there? Who else could run? For a while there in the spring, for a while in the spring we heard... Maybe Oprah. Maybe this will be the time for Oprah to run. I don't think Oprah's doing it. I don't think Oprah's up to it. Kanye has always said he would do it, but that would just be stupid. I, I don't think that would ever be real. And just the fact that I called it stupid might be enough to make it happen, so I'm sorry. People like Tom Hanks get a lot of, uh, a lot of chatter when people talk about celebrities who could who could be presidential. I think Tom Hanks could act presidential, but I also think he's a big Democrat. He's beloved and he's a great actor. I think Will Smith could have a career in politics if he chose. We had Arnold Schwarzenegger, yes, as governor. I forgot another one. Sorry. There's also talk of more business types getting into politics. Bob Iger of Disney has expressed possible possible interest he certainly got the money and Howard Schultz of Starbucks that would be a disaster so from my point of view 
the biggest possibilities I could see coming out of business and entertainment on a presidential level, I think Zuckerberg's serious. I think Bob Iger's serious. In entertainment, I do think The Rock is half interested, and I don't think anybody else is. I will tell you this. I listened to an interview with John McCain and Meghan McCain yesterday, his first interview since the surgery, since the vote. Write this down, August 3rd. I predict Meghan McCain will run for the Senate in Arizona, possibly replacing her dad. You heard it here first. We'll be right back. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network.